Welcome to We Live Here, stories of Humboldt families coping with COVID. What you are about to hear are lived experiences of struggle, of hope, of suffering, and of resilience as people give birth and care for young children during extremely difficult times. I'm Ronnie Swartz, the director of the Altruistic Behavior Institute at Humboldt State University. This episode is called, I Make Sure to Make the Time for Them. Roberto cared for two young children during COVID. It's rough for us. Um, students were also doing online learning because, you know, when I was going to CR, I would have a quiet place to do my work, you know, and I could just zone out, get my homework done, get the help that I needed, um, you know, get home in the afternoon after I had already completed all my schoolwork, had gone to my classes, and that was my day. But um, it's totally different now. You know, I, I can't access help as, as easy anymore. Um, I don't have a, a quiet place. I live in a kind of busy street too. So there's always cars driving by with their loud music or driving really fast and all that stuff. And it's, it's really distracting. <laughs> now I feel like I've, I just feel like this pandemic is just wearing on me and um, I feel like less motivated ever since school started online. I've been doing my schoolwork here and I, I, do all my meetings here from the kitchen or, or the dining table, which is like right in the middle of the house. This is the only location I have. And it's really distracting, like really distracting. I'm behind on my work, um, on my schoolwork. I'm, I'm constantly struggling because I'm easily distracted and uh, it's a lot. Yeah. And then um, this week the kids start school again. So my my uh I drop them off at 8 10 and then I pick my son up and I come back home and then I pick my daughter up at 12 20 and I come back home you know and then I have to uh cook them lunch and stuff like that and and then they play and But before that, I was there doing the online learning and I was still helping them with their schoolwork. They were at home and, and they would come in, use the restroom or, or the, the kitchen, or I would have to cook for them breakfast, lunch and dinner. And all that's like time consuming, you know, and, and helping them with their schoolwork as well. So um, I would have to work on my schoolwork in the afternoon, you know, uh, to try to get some done. But by, by the afternoon, I'm already wore out, you know, and uh, just because being a parent, it's, it's rough. Um, having to cook three meals a day, have, uh, having to help them um, and support them with their schoolwork, it's, it, it's exhausting.
I didn't really have the support that I give them, you know, so I, I make sure to make the time for them. But sometimes some days are rough, especially when I'm in like the textbook and then they come and they just ask me a question right there and then. And I would like lose my place, get distracted, help them. And then I'd come back to my work and be like, oh, where was I? <laughs> I have to read the page all over again. What helped me be patient before we got to the purple tier was every morning I would, I would like early in the morning, I would go to the gym. That's my time. That's my self-care. I would get it all out and it would allow me to, to be able to be here for them. We also started going on family walks, uh, taking breaks. I'll be doing my work. that I'll be doing the work. Sometimes we just in the middle of the day, go on family walks, just have a little break, go to Highland Park, play handball, play shoot the ball for a little bit and then come back. We try to do something with them every weekend. Like whether it is, whether we're going to the beach river we try to find something to do with them. We either go walk on trails. We we um they also like to ride their bikes, and we 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 were actually on a bike hike there for a minute, where it's like three four times a week we were going and riding bikes. My son didn't know how to ride a bike. Um, I just taught him during this pandemic. Yeah. And that was that was beautiful. Uh, he was scared to get going, and it, it was a struggle. But um, but he finally learned how to ride his bike, and I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Through this pandemic, I have been able to to know them more and see what areas they're struggling on. And I have been able to help them in those areas. So that's that's something good that came out of this pandemic. And it's it's crazy too because I, we've all just got closer. You know, my son just comes up to me now and he just gives me hugs out of nowhere. And he didn't used to do that as much before. But I think we've all just we've all got closer as a family. Because yeah, we, we, all we have now is is each other <laughs> every day. Yeah, I think the way the way I express that to them is through being here for them. You know, I'm I'm here for them. If they make a mistake, say they spill water, I don't I don't ever like, oh, why'd you do that? I don't ever talk to them like that. When the, when they make little mistakes like that, I tell them, okay, so what are you gonna do right now to fix this? And I'm just here for them. You know, um, and I think that's the way I show my love. And I hear them and I and when they come up to me and they talk to me like I I drop my if I'm on my phone or something, I put that away and I give them my full attention and and I'm just here for them and, and I love them. That's how I show them. One thing that was kind of painful was I had to quit hanging around with with some of my family members and and um, my kids aren't really able to stay a night over there or play with their kids because I can't put my kids at risk or our household at risk, you know? So that's, that's something we had to deal with. And, it, and it's rough and it's hurtful because I'm missing out on my family, you know, but, but I think at this point we have to do whatever we can to get over this pandemic. 
it's a struggle because yeah. we want to be with our family and, and we're missing birthdays and we're missing holidays and and we're missing all these family events but you know at this point it's like i just want to make it through this There's another factor due to this pandemic, isolation. You know, we, we can't really build new relationships because we're isolated, we're stuck at home. You know, how are we supposed to meet new people or, or even with the people that we know, interact with them if we're not allowed to really interact? I, I feel like I get anxiety now. Sometimes when I'm out there in the world and I do run across someone that I know, because I've, I've been isolated, isolating and I've been sticking to myself and we're all in our own little bubble, you know, because of this pandemic, I feel like, like my, uh, people skills are lacking a little bit. Um, you know, I see someone at the store that I know and it's, it's not, I don't feel the same anymore. I, I get a little anxious, like I almost like, I don't know how to act, you know? And I think that's because I'm due to isolation. The way I, I could tell that I had an effect on them was because you could see them transition and like coming from just being like happy and everything to, to kind of being a little sad, you know, and, and they they get bored and they have like a lot of toys. There's a lot of stuff that they can do, but they still, I think, at the end of the day, miss that human connection, you know, miss connecting with their family. They would just sit there. Um Usually they like play, they're, they're happy. They're, they're like, they're good kids, you know, but in the beginning they would just like sit there. They didn't want to play. They didn't want to really do much. Um, I mean, they're doing a little better, but I think they just miss their family and they miss their friends and, and it's hard. You know, we're, we're, we came from, from being with our families and doing family activities with our families to to not doing anything and not seeing them so um they still struggle with that but um i think what has helped is my daughter and my niece they have been able to to um see each other through zoom any kind of contact like that i think is good for them so yeah that's helped them adjust It was just too chaotic, you know, it was it was a lot. Um, the kids would need help. Uh, they would work on their stuff. Then they would like play for a little bit and then they then they would start work again. And, and I would help them and then I would run back to my stuff and then help them again. And then finally it was just like too much, you know, and I, we started thinking like, no, we need to have a set schedule for them so that they can get the most out of their education and we can get the most out of our day because Days just fly by, you know, especially when when we're um, when it's just going, 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 you know, because um, sometimes I feel like I'm we're busy and we're busy and we're helping them and we're cooking and we're doing this. And in order to be productive and in order for the kids to get their schoolwork done and for me to have a chance at my schoolwork, we had to come up with this this game plan. And me and my partner, we just developed this schedule for them. And um, and that kind of worked, but I still had to like sit there and cook for them, um, help them with their schoolwork and all this stuff, you know. So it's still time consuming. When they get out of school, they gotta they go and they play for a little bit. They have their lunch. Um, 
then they can get on the electronic for a little bit and then they got to do some work, you know, and then after they do their, do their work, then they can play a game with each other. And then like in the afternoon, either we play a family, um, we have like game night almost like every other night or every night. Um, and if we don't have a game night, then we watch a show with them. Sometimes I'm, I'm just trying to catch up on my work, so I, I can't really do anything with them. This episode of We Live Here was produced by Ronnie Swartz. Support for this project was provided by an Adverse Childhood Experiences Collaborative Partnership with First Five Humboldt and the Humboldt County Department of Health and Human Services. Sharon Swartz served as the Early Childhood Education and Development Consultant. Francois Kay prepared the Spanish language track. We Live Here took inspiration from We Are Your Community, Aaron Youngblood-Smith and Amy Matheson's effort to increase visibility of African-American HSU students. Sydney Wilson and Jessica Golly helped with a previous attempt to circulate We Live Here stories from the Humboldt Bay community that was brought to a halt due to public health restrictions. Humboldt State University is located on unceded ancestral Wiat land. To learn more, visit the websites of the Wiat Tribe, Blue Lake Rancheria, and the Bear River Band of Ronerville Rancheria. Sincere thanks to Roberto for sharing his stories of caring for family during COVID with me and with us because, well, we live here. (laughs) 